Welcome to the AI Spy Podcast. Joining me today is Yori Abrams, Managing Director of uh, the Global Anti-Scam Alliance and General Manager of Scam Advisor. He's here to discuss with us the global scam trends, the tactics that scammers use, and how we can tackle scammers. Yori, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. So, uh, Yuri, I was on the Scam Advisor website earlier today, and I think the count, current count is somewhere around 41 million websites that Scam Advisor tracks. That is uh, impressive. Uh, but every superhero story has an origin. So I want to get into the origins of Scam Advisor and your journey with Scam Advisor. Sure. Um, I, 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 I... Thank you, um, so um, I ended up in the business of fighting scammers by accident. Um, in 2016, I um, wanted to launch a global trust seal for reliable online stores uh, to make it possible that people from Kenya could sell directly to Europe and from Brazil directly to the no uh, North America. Um, and I came across a website called scamadvisor.com, which was set up by a developer from the UK in 2012. And... Um, I, I really liked the website because it, it could real-time check if a website is legit or a scam. Um, long story short, uh, the trust seal uh, never came to be, uh, but Scam Advisor grew and grew and grew. And um, in, nowadays we have more than uh, 6.5 million people every month checking on scamadvisor.com if a website is legit or a scam. Um, but we also share our data with uh, law enforcement, consumer protection organizations, search engines, social media, uh, cybersecurity companies to help them fight scammers or block sites or warn consumers. Um, so I, in the end, I happened to come into the scam business by accident. Hey, so um, uh, I think you're doing a great job there, even though you had landed up in an accident. But... Can you tell me some of the tactics that, so so there are so many scam websites. What are some of the tactics that these uh, scammers use to make those websites look l legit? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I mean, it used to be easy. Uh, uh, a 60-year-old started a website on Shopify and forgot to send the products. Um, it's way more complex now. Um, you have uh, uh, companies, uh, especially in, in Bangladesh and uh, a few other countries, who who develop scams. On, on I mean, it's, they they are selling the scripts, and for ninety nine euros, you can buy a very professional banking website or a, an investment portal or a forex trading website, which are very very difficult to to distinguish from the real thing. So. Um, also, simple rules like it's too good. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. No longer applies. I mean, scammers no longer give uh, discounts of uh, sixty or eighty percent on on uh, consumer electronics or, or big brands. They only give two or three percent lower price. They still get the consumers to check it out, and they they are unfortunately very successful. So yeah, um, a couple of things that you said, right? So one is fraud as a service. So the scammers are providing, so it's very easy for an average Joe to get into the 
business of uh, uh, scams. And I, I think it is in some ways genius that uh, they have figured out that, they have, oh, let me make it look more legit. Uh, let me not sell it at a, uh, these scammed products at a very high discount. Let me try to stay competitive so that the, the buyer will think that it's a legit product. Scammers, I think one of the, to, to their credit, I think they, they stay very current. They stay on top of the trends. And they many times they use the what what is in the news and the current trends to set up their scams. Here in the U.S., we saw when there was the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank, the Signature Bank, uh, a few of the other banking institutions. Scammers set up websites. Uh, they set up ads saying that we can get your deposits back for you faster. Apply here. Yep. Um, so they always use. So have we seen recently? Now there's been the conflict in uh, in Israel. Uh, um, so are they even leveraging uh, such conflicts? Yeah. Um, you have to give scammers one thing. Uh, they're great marketeers. Uh, they use any event, any crisis uh, very, very quickly. We've seen it with the Ukraine war, with uh, Israel and Gaza, uh, um, uh, uh, bushfires, um, even small um, disasters like a a local uh, a school burning down. They're using it to say uh, they are setting up a donation website or offering to help, um, but you have to pay with crypto. Um, um, that, that Those are the easy ones. Um, uh, so, um, I mean, even when the, the Queen Elizabeth uh, of the United Kingdom, when she died, uh, we saw scammers uh, saying uh, you can buy front seats to the funeral, uh, uh, click here. Um, and people fell for them. Um, so great marketeers and uh, any crisis, any event is continuously being misused by them. Yeah, I think uh, they, they have figured out that, that when you are the most emotional, like if we take the case of um, uh, the Queen Elizabeth's uh, funeral, I think that's when you are in, where a lot of people were at a very emotional state. And that's when, when you are in that emotional state, you're not thinking rationally, you are bound to make it take a decision and i think the scammers um bank on that uh well, right another uh, maybe one thing where it becomes also clear that uh scammers have uh really misused anything um yeah in the state of texas a few years ago there was new legislation making it uh forbidden to buy uh abortion pills online right, um, right. And three, four months before this legislation came into effect, we already saw scammers setting up online stores where they offered abortion pills, targeting uh, especially young Texan women. Um, and the scam didn't stop when uh, a, a, such a person bought abortion pills and didn't get the product. It then became extortion saying, hey, we're going to tell your families and friends uh, if you don't pay more or do other services for us. So it's really they use any opportunity where we're weak, uh, we don't pay attention, we're emotional. Um, that's where scammers uh, step in. Yeah, uh, it, it, yeah. I think uh, the the fear and shame tactics. Uh, so it's it's like you get scammed once, and then once you get scammed, it's more likely that they will follow up and scam you again, or use you as a mule, or, or exploit you in in other ways, exploit or extort you in other other ways. So 
uh, you know, there could be a variance in trends and you guys track uh, scams globally um, and right at the opening i mentioned the 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 st- global state of uh, scams report which i think is a brilliant piece of um, uh, collaborative work both between gaza and scam advisor and and some really good insights there so I wanted to understand from you, what are some of the trends that you're seeing? Um, again, I, I understand that trends of scams vary regionally as we uh, look across uh, the globe. But what are some of the, the trends that you guys are tracking? Yeah. Um, in general, we see a sharp rise uh, of uh, uh, investment forex trading scams. Um, what we also see is that scams are being mixed. So um, especially with Roman scams, it used to be that uh, Roman scams were a romantic relationship was built up uh, online. And then at one point in time, um, uh, I'm in the hospital. I need money. Can you send me money? Or mm-hmm. I want to fly over to you. Can you send me money for the flight ticket? And of course, the scammer never came. Um, uh, that changed. It's now uh, um, uh, once they have built up a relationship, uh, let's invest in this website. I got a great return on investment. And also here you see that scammers are professionalizing. They're not asking for, for directly for 2,000 euros or dollars. Um, they're asking, I mean, go ahead, put in $50. And then the, the victim sees that his return is very good and he can even take out the money. And then he's convinced by the person he thinks he has a relationship with to put in fifty $500. And even there, he can take out the money. Only when he puts in everything, then mm. the trap closes and suddenly the, the scammer is no longer there and all the money is gone. Um, so they're combining scams, romance scams, investment scams, and they are way more professional in the sense of don't try to get everything from the victim at once, but take uh, slowly uh, reel it in um, and take your time. Almost like the grooming, uh, grooming of the uh, of the victim, what we uh, what we call, and uh, it's it's uh, what's interesting. Uh, you said that they're layering these scams, and the more layers there are into a scam, the harder it is to to detect. So, if you're a financial institution, if you are someone, it it, it gets more complex um, uh, to to detect uh, to detect the the, the scam. So there, uh, I mean, scams are. Uh, uh, a global challenge if uh, i speak to a lot of fraud executives and scams are top of the mind for all fraud execs um, it is also i think top of the mind for legislators and lawmakers so so do you foresee the need of new legislation i think there is some in the work in the uk um, some in the work uh, in, in the, if you think larger europe there is there is legislation in the works but do we do we see legislation the need for legislation and it's a two-part question. My second part would be, is that the only way to solve this? Or uh, I always feel like legislation is, uh, it's its a nudge uh, rather than a solution. But I, I, I would love to see what your opinion is on it. Um, <clears throat> I agree with you. I mean, my personal feeling is that legislation is always the last resort. Uh, ideally, uh, a business can clean up uh, uh, the, the issues itself. Uh, that always, if it's, motivated from the organization itself, it's always better. Um, because with legislation, companies tend to do the, the least minimal possible to mm. be compliant. Um, uh, I do think legislation is necessary. You see in the United Kingdom, they have taken a very active approach, 
creating new legislation to make uh, financial institutions more responsible for fighting scams to prevent that consumers are being scammed. Um, we see that also in Singapore, where now the same legislation is actually extended to also include telecom operators. Um, my hope in the end is that um, the legislation is made generic in the sense everybody in the value chain has a responsibility to keep its platform clean. So it's hosters, it's registry companies, it's, um, it's social media, and of course, banks, telecom operators, payment service providers, everybody should have a responsibility to make sure that they're not being used for money laundering or fraud or crime. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, uh, it's, uh, what you mentioned about everybody in the value chain, I think that earlier this year, there was the argument made by some of the banks saying that the uh, using the polluter pays uh, uh, theory, saying that uh, if there is Facebook, there's social media, uh, there, are, there are telecom providers who are allowing scamsters to, to brew and grow on their platforms. So they should also be liable. It's not, the buck doesn't only stop at, the financial institutions that everybody in the value chain should be equally responsible and uh, to some degree the the customer as well equally responsible so that brings up that brings up the question around uh, around education uh, i think some of the some of the work that you guys are doing at at gaza uh, that that's brilliant and i i wanted to talk to you first as the managing director of the global anti scam alliance um, you just hosted uh, one of the most successful uh, fraud summits. So uh, I want to talk to you about the fraud summit, how, your experience, and but in general, what what more can be done around uh, fraud education? So uh, let's start with the let's start with the summit. Maybe give us a few highlights. And um, I'm also anxiously waiting for you to make the videos and the sessions available. So when will that be? So if you can tell us, uh, the, the, all, all the videos are available on gaza.org/video. Uh, so please enjoy. Um, it was indeed a very successful summit. We had more than 250 people in Lisbon, in Portugal, physically present, banks, telecom operators, law enforcement, uh, policymakers from governments, consumer protection, um, from, uh, uh, I think, more than 40 different countries. Uh, and uh, online, we had more than 1,000 virtual registrations. So in total, we had more than 100, uh, 100 different countries present. And that says something about how international scams nowadays are. They're in every country. Um, so uh, what we, um, the goal of the summit is really to, to share knowledge, um, to network, to make sure that people start to know each other, to, to act together, but also really define concrete solutions on how we can better fight scams. So there, there were a lot of action points we took from the summit. Uh, we're now going to translate it to concrete projects to to bring the yeah, to fight further. Um, what my biggest lesson learned is uh, from the uh, this year's summit is there is no silver bullet. And going to your question about raising consumer awareness, consumer awareness building is good, but you cannot expect anymore from consumers to recognize any scam uh, or all the scams. The scammers are getting too good. I mean, with using AI, it becomes very difficult to recognize a good phishing email. It becomes very, I mean, if you you pick up your phone and you have your daughter on the line and yeah. you know she's in Thailand and she needs money now and it sounds like her, 
you're going to pay. You can. You're not first going to say, "Can you give me the magic keyword?" Or, um, um, I mean, it, it it's too real. So I am a big fan of consumer awareness, but we, and that's my lesson learned from the summit. We need to implement a thousand uh, other solutions to protect consumers from telecom operators starting to to block phishing email, uh, phishing text messages. Uh, social media, uh, removing ads, which are clearly scams, etc. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, no, brilliant. I, I, I say I, I agree uh, with you that uh, there is there is a ceiling that we will hit when we uh, consumer education, as important as it is, um, there will be some situations where consumers uh, are so emotional, uh, like the example that you provided. If if I, if I hear my daughter uh, on a call and she is in distress. Um, it will appeal to my natural instincts as a father to help help her. So, um, yeah, there will be situations where it will fail. And if we have that multi-layered solutions, if everybody in the value chain has already stepped up their game, uh, we will still be able to uh, to to beat the uh, beat these scammers. And it, I think it is it is. Uh, um, I mean, falling for scams as as human beings as consumers, it, it's how we live now digitally. So. Earlier, you could take a holiday in Thailand and nobody would know until you came back. And you remember when we used to come back in the 90s and we used to have the, the stack of printed pictures that you would share over coffee with your friends who would visit your house. That's the only way. But now our lives are digital. We check in at the airport. Uh, they know where we are going, where we are staying. So it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a risk that we, we accept. And, um, and, not, and are not aware of that. We're making it scammers incredibly easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, how do you envision uh, your organization, the Global Anti-Scam Alliance, contributing towards the fight uh, against uh, scams? And what, what more can we expect? Uh, more summits? What else can we expect from Gaza? Yeah. So with the Global Anti-Scam Alliance, our mission is really to bring together all the stakeholders because scams are across all the industries, uh, all, the, the, all the countries, and we really need to work together to, to solve this puzzle. Uh, so where the Global Anti-Scam Alliance is the network bringing all stakeholders together to define better solutions. Scam Advisor is the data. We, we already share our data with 100 plus organizations to really make it easier for them to identify scammy, scammy websites. And in 2024, we hope to expand to also allow people to share data on, on scammy phone numbers, scammy email addresses, scammy Facebook pages, etc., so that scammers no longer can hide and spread their scams across 80 countries and not get caught. Yeah. Oh, that's that's perfect. I think collaboration will be will be the key. And uh, when you said stakeholders, it's it's the financial institutions, it's the lawmakers, it's it's uh, law enforcement. So there's there's a lot of uh, stakeholders that need to uh, come together to to tackle. Uh, Yuri, it was uh, great talking to you. I uh, thank you for taking time out today. I I, I learned a lot, and uh, we will uh, on the show notes. I will uh, add a link to to your profile on LinkedIn. I will also add links to the Gaza website, uh, Scam Advisor and a link to the summit. Um, I, I was not aware that all the summit videos are, awa- uh, are available. Uh, so that that's great news. And uh, I look forward to listening to them. And I hope all my listeners will also go and check out the, the videos. 
thank you for taking time out again um, and uh, everyone who's listening thank you for uh, tuning into this episode of the ai spy uh, i hope you found it uh, interesting we'll be back again with another a lister uh, very soon uh, until then signing off i'm your host anurag see you next time bye